What is up guys, it is Quinn here, and in today's video, I'm gonna be talking about some sell high players after week one of the fantasy football season. I've been talking about it a ton recently. The best time to make trades and the best time to dominate trades is early on in the fantasy football season. People love to overreact early on. You know, all your league mates are stopping in, they're watching week one, they're locked into all the games. So when your league mate, you know, sees a player ball out week one, they will overreact to that top performance. They will overweight it in comparison to you know what they're gonna do for the rest of the season. So in today's video, I'm just gonna be pointing out some players who I think put up production that is not sustainable. I think their value is close to as high as it ever is gonna be throughout this season. And then just talk through you know why I think these guys should be moved if you can. Obviously, when I say sell high, that means you're selling them at an elevated price. You're not just you know having a yard sale and giving them out for whatever. If you know you're not getting appropriate value, then don't save them, totally fine. Also, if you guys just wanna ask me any fantasy questions down below, it could be waiver wire, trade advice, you wanna run certain stuff by me, just drop it down below. All I ask is that hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. It really helps me out a lot. But let's jump into my first sell high player, and it is gonna be Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt had a really strong fantasy day, 23 PPR points, 11 carries, 46 rushing yards, one rushing touchdown, then had four targets, four receptions, 24 receiving yards, and one touchdown. So a very well-rounded performance, decent workload on the ground, decent workload in the air, and then gets into the end zone both on the ground and in the air. Just going to look at Nick Chubb's usage here because obviously they're in the same backfield. Nick Chubb had 22 carries, so he doubled the carries of Kareem Hunt and then one target. I think that's pretty expected here. I feel like those workloads aren't a shocker to anyone. Chubb's going to be the guy getting more work on the ground. Kareem Hunt is going to be more of that pass-catching third down back. And I actually think this Kareem Hunt load is appropriate. I don't think this is going to be a spot, you know, where he's going to be losing work. I don't think he's going to be going from 11 carries to 8 carries per game. He's probably going to be in that 3-4 target per game range. So I don't think the usage is crazy. Looking back at 2020, he averaged 12.4 rush attempts per game, 3.2 targets. In 2021, he averaged 9.8 rush attempts, 3.4 targets. The thing here with Kareem Hunt is just that those touchdowns are not going to be consistent, right? Nick Chubb gets 23 opportunities, doesn't get into the end zone. Kareem Hunt gets 15, scores two touchdowns. Potentially next two weeks, Nick Chubb is getting those touchdowns. Kareem Hunt isn't. Then you're looking at 11 carries for 46 yards and four receptions for 24 yards, and that is not a great fantasy football performance. I just think that if someone is going to overreact and view Kareem Hunt as a locked-in RB2 starter in your lineup every single week, I feel like that's something you need to take advantage of, especially considering the fact that this Browns offense is likely not going to be good. Like, not only are they splitting work, not only is Kareem Hunt going to lose out to some touchdowns with Nick Chubb, but it's not even like this is going to be an offense that's putting up a ton of touchdowns. This isn't going to be like the Packers once they get going. It's not an Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon type deal. The touchdowns are just probably not going to be there for these guys. So I would rather move off of Kareem Hunt right now because if he goes out in week two, has the exact same workload, exact same efficiency, but scores no touchdowns, you're looking at like 10 points per game, and that's just not going to get it done. I just don't think his value is going to be higher than it is right now. So I would definitely be looking to move Kareem Hunt. Another guy at the running back position is going to be Antonio Gibson. I think people may you know, have fallen back in love with Antonio Gibson. Everyone really wants this guy to hit. And I'm just going to break it down. Just hear me out on why I think you should try to sell high. 
He put up 20 points in a very, very solid performance. 14 carries, 58 yards, and the receiving work was elite. Like we finally got to see this receiving work out of Antonio Gibson. Eight targets, seven receptions for 72 yards. I think it's clear that if you drafted Antonio Gibson in like the seventh, eighth round, his value has definitely jumped up. He should no longer be traded for like a seventh, eighth round price. I'm just worried about Antonio Gibson if he can keep this usage up long term. The usage up, I think I said that weird. But so people think that Gibson may have actually like earned this receiving role, right? That's what I thought. I was looking at the targets. I feel like McKissick had like three. Gibson had eight. He had seven receptions, 72 yards. I'm like, man, they must be giving him some third down work, maybe two minute drill, finally working him in. That really was just not the case. McKissick took 100% of the long down and distance and 100% of the two minute snaps. So basically what happened is Antonio Gibson was running more early down routes, which is going to be solid if he can keep it up, but he's definitely not, you know, taking over that McKissick role. McKissick is still very much involved. The reason why I think Antonio Gibson is a decent guy to move off of is because right now people have the perception that he is the starter and they have the perception that he is going to be the starter for the rest of the season. There are reports coming out that Brian Robinson could be back week five. Now, I don't know if Brian Robinson is going to be the same player, you know, coming back from what he was before he got shot. Like, obviously, that's a very serious thing. But if they're already assuming he can come back week five, it seems like he's going to be ready to go. And I feel like everyone's already forgotten. Brian Robinson had beat out Antonio Gibson for that job. Brian Robinson was going to be the starting running back on this team. So I just think it's a dangerous game where Antonio Gibson has already gained this value, right? His price tag has already gone up. I think it's better to get off of it now, sell him at this new high price, upgrade your team, because I just do think that if Brian Robinson returns and he's the guy he was when he left off, maybe he doesn't even take over the number one spot. But if they start splitting early down work, I really think Gibson's value is going to crash. Whereas right now, I feel like some people are viewing Gibson as the clear-cut starter for the rest of the season, and I just don't think that's as locked in as some people think. So that's why I'd be moving off of Gibson here. Another running back is going to be Michael Carter, another player kind of locked in a potential committee. Carter had a solid day, 17 fantasy points, 10 carries for 60 yards, 9 targets, 7 receptions, 40 yards. This was a pretty locked-in split here with Brees Hall, as expected. Hall had 6 carries to Carter's 10. Hall had 10 targets to Carter's 9. This was a weird game in general. It kind of reminded me of that... Uh, Mike White game last year where it was like Michael Carter and Ty Johnson had an absurd amount of targets like for two running backs to combine for 19 targets that is just weird that is not something that's going to happen consistently that's one of the reasons why I'd like to you know sell high on Michael Carter here seven receptions for 40 yards you know in PPR that's giving you 11 points in reality that's not going to be happening every single game I still don't think Michael Carter is a solid weekly start I think after this game, some people may view him in that light. So if there are people out there who think Michael Carter is a flex play, he is never going to have higher value than that, barring a Brees Hall injury. That's not something I want to be betting on here. I just think he's going to continue to lose value, even if they're in the same split, right? If he's the 1A to Brees Hall's 1B, even the entire season, what happens next week when Carter goes out, rushes 10 times for 50 yards and catches three passes for 20 yards, and then you're looking at, what is that, like a 10-point game? People are going to fall off really, really quickly, and then you're looking at the fact that 
Brees Hall is likely going to be eating into this workload. I would be very surprised if Brees Hall is not like the top dog, probably even by midseason. So if Michael Carter has any value as anything more than like a bench running back or a handcuff type option, he's someone I'd want to be getting off my team because I do think this is a spot where he's going to start losing work. And even if he stays in this split, he's not going to be giving you 17 points on a consistent basis. So that's why I'd be moving Carter. And then the final uh, sell high player here is going to be Jarvis Landry. He put up a really solid performance, 18.4 PPR points, nine targets, seven receptions, 114 yards, really solid debut here with the Saints. This is obviously not something we can expect on a weekly basis. And it's just not something where I expect Jarvis Landry to be a solid starter. I think people have the name value of Jarvis Landry. He's someone who has been very fantasy relevant in years past. So they see this production. They may truly believe now that he is a consistent flex play. When we're looking at this Saints offense, I like the passing attack, but we have Michael Thomas back. Dude looked great out there and was kind of, you know, questionable coming into the game. So as he continues to get healthier, I think he's going to, you know, be more and more dominant. You have Chris Olave, who's emerging and is going to be improving throughout the season. And then you have Alvin Kamara, who had a down week. So I feel like Jarvis Landry, he may have a few of these big games throughout the season, but I think more likely than not, we're going to be seeing a lot of five receptions for 40 yards, four receptions for 50 yards. We're going to be seeing those type of games, and I just don't think you want those in your lineup. So if you can flip a guy like Jarvis Landry for a flexible option, a legit flex option, I think you should be trying to do that. You know, I have my uh, buy low video. Guys like, I don't think you can get Darnell Mooney for Jarvis Landry, but in casual leagues, right? Mooney was horrible. It's not like the worst thing to try to throw out there, but maybe Landry or another bench piece for a guy like Darnell Mooney. Just kind of overreact on people who are believing in the Jarvis Landry name. You know, they're seeing he goes for 100 yards. They expect it consistently. It's just not something that I think is going to continue. So there's kind of a trend here, right? You've got Kareem Hunt and Antonio Gibson, who I think have production that's not sustainable. I think they may have decent roles in their offenses, but it's just with Kareem Hunt, the touchdowns aren't going to be there. With Gibson, I don't think that receiving work is going to be consistent, and I do think he can lose carries to Brian Robinson. And then for Carter and Jarvis Landry, I feel like they currently have this not aura, but this perception around them where they are going to be flexible options. And I don't think either of them carry flex value on a week-to-week basis, at least in your standard like 12-team league. So those are the four players that I would be selling high on. Let me know what you guys think down below in the comment section. Like I said at the top, any questions regarding any of this, uh, waiver wire, trade advice, start sit, whatever it is, let me know. Go check out my waiver wire video in the buy lows if you haven't already. I'll be starting my start sits tomorrow, so running backs and wide receivers. Stay tuned for all that. Thank you guys, and I'll see you in the next one.